going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into the Mayo Media Network. I am Chris Meany, and you are watching Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Thanks for taking the time to hang out. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to this show on your favorite listening platform. Maybe you're watching here on the Mayo Media Network. Leave a comment in the YouTube section. Maybe it's a season-long question. I have rest of the season fantasy hockey rankings and waiver wire rankings for week seven it is already week seven of the fantasy hockey season if you're playing season long well you're halfway done until fantasy hockey playoff time for head-to-head so it is crunch time it's time to start cutting the dead weight on your team maybe it's taylor hall maybe you have taylor hall on your fantasy hockey team and you're wondering if you should hold on to this guy what you should do leave a question there and we will circle back but it is time for the prize picks play of the day check out the link in the description for the discounts and check out prizepicks.com several different player props to choose from across all the sports you love seven games on the ice eric young is hanging by we're going to talk about all of them but a few prize picks that i like for tonight let's start with nathan mckinnon he's at 4 it's too low. I think last week I said he should be right there with Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid in terms of just an over-under prop number for this guy. He should be around five, in my opinion. He's got a date with the San Jose Sharks. Have you guys watched the Sharks play hockey this season? They cannot keep the puck out of their net. Five-on-five five numbers per 60 minutes. According to Natural Stat Trick, they've allowed the ninth-most shot attempts, the seventh-most shots, 31 per 60 minutes, the second-most goals per 60 minutes at five-on-five, 3.2 the sixth most scoring chances and the seventh most high danger chances. Nate McKinnon has played the Sharks twice this season. He has six shots in each of those games. So 12 shots and two points. So he sailed over this number. I like him tonight. I think he's going to find the score sheet. He's going to put three or four pucks on net. We're going to get there. I think there's a few that I like. I mean, Kyle Connor, 3.5 against Vancouver. Jonathan Huberto is a guy I always talk about. I had to ease off of him a little bit, but he's back up in the top line with Barkov. He's three tonight against Carolina. Andre Sveshnikov in the same game, 3.1. Matthew Kachuk, 3.1 against Ottawa, but let's go with his brother, Brady Kachuk. I really wanted to talk about Brady Kachuk, 3.6 against Calgary. This guy is just an absolute fantasy stud. He's a f- top five fantasy hockey player, but for prize picks here, 3.6, I, I think he's going to get there. He's got five goals in his past six games, 31 shots over that span. So this is a nice solid floor of about 2.5 fantasy points using prize pick scoring system, but his five on five numbers, a league high 72 shots. The next closest guy is Patrick Kane at 62. A league high 38 high danger chances. Next closest guy is Connor McDavid. He's fourth in rush attempt shots. He's seventh in rebounds created. He's first in penalties drawn at five on five, 15 McDavid second. And he's got the highest expected goal rate in the NHL at five on five. He is all over the net. He's not afraid to throw his body around. He just gets in front of the net, creates rebounds, deflection shots. And both games against the Flames have gone over the numbers. So we could see some goals here. So Brady Kachuk over and Nathan McKinnon over. Check out prizepicks.com. All right, let's bring in EY. Eric Young, happy Monday, buddy. What's going on? Monday, man. Yeah, uh, the hockey's been insane. No one knows what's going on, including me. Uh, apparently including you too. Uh, it, dude, it's just a wild season, but it's so fun. And I may or may not have ordered a, a Krill Kaprizov Minnesota Ooh. jersey. Oh my goodness. May that or may not like have the, done that. Is it the retro, like the one that looks like the old Minnesota North Stars? Because that would be it, super sexy. If I was to do that, it would be. I'm not saying I did. That would be the one that I would order. Dude, you better come on here with a jersey in the next couple of weeks, uh, Kaprizov. And the, the guy's a stud, absolutely. You and I have been talking about him, I think, since day one, maybe. 
And now just lately with, you know, not saying he wasn't playing with anybody good. He was, but Matt Zuccarello is just a nice guy to play with. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a bit of a pass first guy. He, yeah, he's, he hits the score sheet quite often. He does the little things. He's got that long reach for that little, for a little guy. You watch him play. He picks off passes. He's, he's good in our fan tracks league. With it looks like he stole someone else's stick. Like he broke <laughs> does, it. Right? And then he went by the bench and like a guy that's 10 times taller than him yeah. passed him his stick and he's playing with that one. I know uh, we've been Zuccarello has been a big hit on this show for, I think a week now, the past few episodes, he's been a hot waiver wire pickup. One of the most added players. Yeah. He's still only hanging around. I think his ownership is maybe 40% in Yahoo ESPN leagues, but yeah, the fan tracks league that you and I play in, I know he's making a little bit of coin. We play in a salary cap league. I think he's like six plus, but I mean, if you can afford him, he's been a point per game guy since he's been back into the lineup and, a thief, man. Stealing pucks. Those takeaways are huge, as yep. you know. Um, waiver wire. What are you doing this morning? I know you like to use your ads up on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, so I'm keeping your eye out for some some players. I, I think a guy that you know possibly could have been dropped in the last week or two is Timo Meyer. Uh, uh, I mean, if you are playing in a shots and a hits, like even when he's not scoring uh, or or getting assists, I mean, he's he's he's. He shoots the puck a ton and he throws his body around. So he's valuable there. Uh, guys like that, like I can't stress enough, you have to pay attention to the other categories. And a guy like him is valuable even when he's not scoring. Like, of course, you know, you want him scoring too. He's playing top line. He's playing top power play. Um, but he's starting to to put it together a little bit. It looks like, like you said, San Jose is rotten, but someone's got to score, you know, um, uh, Brett Pesci, uh, a guy in defense for the Carolina Hurricanes, is a pretty interesting player right now. Um, kind of touching all kinds of categories, playing on the second line, the second power play. He would definitely be available for your defense. Um, when I play uh, season-long defensemen, it, it's a good way to pile up in the other categories and blocks and hits and not worry too much about scoring. Um, obviously, scoring is important, but you know, you need guys touching other categories. He's a guy that's kind of doing everything right now. So, and uh, would likely be available. That's a guy that, that I really like. Um, and in goal, uh, Jack Campbell is a guy to think about. I don't know what's going on with uh, Anderson. Um, I, I haven't heard anything about his status for this week or what's going to happen. Jack Campbell's going to play and he's going to start and they're going to ride him. Uh, until Anderson is ready. I think they should. So that's a good guy to, to get up, get some wins, uh, look really good in the last game. So those would be my three ads this week. Yeah, I like it. I wrote up Campbell over at FTNFantasy.com as well. I don't think that Anderson is quite ready to return to the lineup tonight. So I think we'll see Campbell. He's fresh off that 30 save shutout, I believe, on the weekend against the Oilers. And, you know, with the Leafs starting to run away with the North Division, right? I mean, they don't really need to have Anderson playing every single game. I know he had a heavy workload early on, but now that Campbell is healthy, there's no reason in my opinion for them to just go Anderson, 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 three, four times a week. It could be a bigger split for sure. Well, yeah. Another guy in goal I wanted to talk about uh, coming off the IR is Staylock in Minnesota. Um, unbelievable, super underrated defense core. Kakinen has been unbelievable, but I, I think Staylock, how he played before he got hurt last year for Minnesota – uh, look, Minnesota is on fire right now. I, I yes. can't stop watching these guys play. Um, I put uh, $20 on them to win the Stanley Cup at the start of the year. And right after I did it, I felt like a complete idiot, but I don't feel so dumb anymore. No, I, I believe mean, that they could win. I believe they could win. Like, if you really look at them, Kaprasov is a 
huge, huge difference for them up front. I've always liked their defense core. They've got a bunch of sneaky, really good passing and skating defensemen. Suter still playing over 20 minutes a game, getting it done all over the ice. Uh, and their goaltending is unbelievable. We've seen that so far this year. And getting Staluck back, Staluck could be the starter. He was unbelievable before he got hurt last year. He was, and I like Cam Talbot, though, too. Like, they had yeah. a lot of dif- different pieces. Talbot returned to the lineup the other night, and he picked up a W. His number's overall pretty good. He was a sleeper for me. But, uh, yeah, they have they have a lot of options. And you're right about their defense. They're stingy, man. They don't give up a, a whole lot. Yeah. And now they're starting to score some goals here and there. So Those are the goaltenders like that you want. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Good team defense. I mean, they're not giving up a ton of shots. They're going to get scored on like every goalie. But the reality is, is Minnesota's number one priority, and you can watch when they play, is to keep the puck out of their net. And similar to the Highlanders, having those kind of goalies on your fantasy teams, like it's percentage-wise to me, it's your best bet. So it's week seven in season long. We'll get to some picks and DFS here in just a minute, but I just wanted to, to roll through a couple of things. Use a promo code Meanie if you're looking for the, the rest of the season rankings or just waiver wire stuff in there in, in general. You know, there's a few guys just off the top. This is not breaking any news here, but owned in fewer than 60% of leagues like Farabee, Fiala, Zuccarello, William Carlson, Nazem Kadri, Nino Niederreiter, Dustin Brown, Jordan Cairo, uh, John Gabriel Pajot. These are all guys that I, I feel like should be owned. And then deeper down... You have uh, Pavel Zaka, who's on a hell of a run, uh, dating back to last season. I think he's got 27 points his last 36 games. And Nico Heischer's in and out of the lineup, out again. So Zaka's just getting a lot of ice time. Joe Thornton, right? We've talked about Thornton quite a bit. Uh, Carter Verhage, still on that top line. Mentioned Huberto back on that top line with Barkov and Verhage. I think you'd be a little bit patient with Verhage. The ins and the outs. Andrew Mangiampani is a guy we've talked about quite a bit on this show. Alex Tuck we'll get into, but he was bumped up on the top line. Vegas shuffled all their lines around. I think Tuck is the biggest beneficiary from that. He's playing with Mark Stone. And then Phil Kessel's an underrated guy. Brett Pesci on defense. uh, P.K. Subban's, you know, trending up a bit. Radko Gudis is under own in a hits league. You got to have him. He's got 100 hits. Shane Gossespierre showed up a couple times. I don't know if it's the Gossespierre of old, but I wanted to bring him up. He didn't do anything yesterday, but he had back-to-back games with six shots and a goal. He's starting to get a ton of ice time. Before he was, you know, in Alan Vigneault's doghouse, he was only getting anywhere from 15, 17 minutes, sometimes not playing in, in the third period at all. But he looks like a guy playing with confidence and the offense is starting to come back. We already know what his ceiling is like. So there's a lot. Uh, deeply gads, Lars, Lars Eller, Frank Vitrano was placed on the second line with Hornquist and Venberg. So there's a lot of options. And with 22 teams playing four games, you better have several four gamers this week. You can't be messing around with teams playing two games or even three for this matter. If this late in the season, as I said, halfway through, it's time to start cutting dead weight. Like, I don't know. I don't have Taylor Hall. I don't know, Eric, how long I would hold on to a guy like Taylor Hall. Knowing we the talked about this last Monday. I, dropped, I had him in two leagues and he's gone. And, and he has to be can, now, right? Oh, did I say? I don't feel bad. Wait the week. Sabres had five games. Wait the week. They're not scoring any goals. They're dead last in goals. Five on five per 60 minutes. They're not generating any offense. So if you're outside looking in on a playoff spot, you just have to do it. You have to cut them and you have to just, you know, pick up streamers or pick up guys that are playing on the odd days. Pick up just Tuesdays and Thursdays are always jam-packed and Saturdays. You have to make the tough calls. Guys are just yeah. not going to get into your starting lineup on a Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Drop them. Drop them for I mean, a guy. The truth is, is this, this is how you win. It is starting Taylor Hall every night and him not producing is hurting your fantasy team, dropping him and being able to add guys when they play and then not feel bad about dropping him the next night to have somebody else play. That's how you win. 
I mean, it, look at it as you're not dropping Taylor Hall. You're adding a spot for a rotational player that can that you can start uh, when a guy's got three or four games that week and then drop him the weekend and pick up a new guy. I mean, it's important to, to always kind of be rotating guys just because Taylor Hall is Taylor Hall. Look, he's not Taylor Hall right now. He is unmotivated uh, and a player that I don't want anywhere near any of my teams. He's doing nothing. Tim Stutzla and Drake Batherson on that list, as well as we head over to Ottawa and Calgary tonight. The Sens are home dogs, plus 143. They're 12 and 11 against the spread. They are 715 and 1. The total here is 6. The Flames, minus 167, 10 and 12 against the spread. So both of these games went over early. It was, it was uh, last week, it was 6 1 for. Ottawa, and then it was 6-3 for Calgary. They bounce back. Drake Batherson has a goal in five straight games, 6 of 7 Stutzla has a point in three straight games, and he has five points over his past five games, 12 on the season, shooting the puck a ton, 5-3, 6-4-4 over his past four games. I would consider him there's, – there's lots of games here. There's seven, so I don't really need to stress the, the props. I'll circle back and give my favorite ones at the end, but you guys know I like shot props, so – I'll throw one out probably every single game, but Stutzla would be the guy for me. Uh, Brady Kachuk three and a half is not bad. Just mention off the top of the show how much he's shooting the puck, but I can get Stutzla at two and a half. I like that. That line with Drake Batherson and uh, Chris Tierney, awesome. pretty good, right? They're scoring. Uh, yeah. They're hitting the score sheet. They're they're doing a lot of great things um, on the ice. The Sens are competitive. We know this. We've talked about that quite often. Um, what do you think in this game? Calgary again, the over again. I don't think we'll see Jacob Markstrom. The Sens first of a back-to-back. I don't know. Maybe they go with Murray, but it's potential that they don't. And if they don't, it's bad news. Yeah, I and I think I said this the very first show we did. I had Calgary out of the playoffs. I just don't trust them at all. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't know if I trust Ottawa more, but I think I, I do because of the personnel. Um Stutzla, every time you see this guy on the ice, he just jumps off the screen. You know, like it was a couple games ago, he came flying down the left wing, put on the jets, got around the defenseman and just uncorked a shot and put it in. Like there's literally 15 guys in the NHL that can do that. I mean, like that doesn't happen. You mean like a guy that can just come down the wing on a rush on his own and shoot the puck and it goes in like, you know, and he's a child, you know, he's only going to get better each and every game. Um, I'm going to lean Ottawa on this one, man. I just do not trust Calgary. I haven't all year, and they haven't done anything for to change my mind. What do you think, Matt? Is this a puck line pick for you with the Sens or a total? I think we'll see some goals again. This one, Yeah, this one I think I'm going to lean towards the total. I like the total at six right now, and I'll go the over. If it hits six and a half, I won't take it because I just I love that security. Other than that, I'm not going to money line it or puck line it. This is a game that I just like watching the Sens this year. Every time I watch the Sens, I think of EY in his bet. And they've been making them look pretty good lately. So they're they're a fun team to watch. The pesky Sens, I've said it on a different show before, they're going to be a hell of a team in a couple years. Yeah, they really are. There's a couple guys like Brandstrom. He's been all over our FTN Discord chat and in the value articles that I write every single day. We'll get to the DK in a little bit, but he's not getting a ton of ice time. He was when Shabbat was out of the lineup, but he's still on that second power play unit. He loves to shoot the puck. He's got a couple goals recently too. So even though he's only getting the 15, 17 minutes, he's not blocking a ton of shots. 
he is, he's got some offensive upside to him. Remember he was thrown in, on, in that Mark. He was actually a big part of that Mark stone deal, which does seem a little awful for the Sens at this point, but they are going to be good. They got a lot of nice pieces. I think my favorite shot prop would be Matthew Kachuk, but not at DraftKings. They're really catching on here. I actually hadn't seen Matthew Kachuk on DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't think all year, maybe just recently he's shown up. I don't know, Maddie, but he's two and a half minus one ninety five. That's too much, but you can get this guy in other spots guaranteed use the free prop shop over at ftnbets.com you can find the best possible odds but you can get Matthew Kachuk maybe in around minus 150 I'd go as high as minus 165 this guy's putting three pucks on net every single time it's been fun to watch the Kachuks go to get like toe-to-toe Brady would try to lay out Matthew um in the second game with like a couple minutes left and Matthew dodged it Brady ran right into the glass and then they had a chuckle over it and I'm still laughing about it because I thought it was great but um Stutzla and Kachuk. Those are the shot prop guys for me. I think we'll see some goals. I like the over there as well. Uh, I'd take a shot on any of the Brady's or maybe Drake Batherson or Stutzla as, as first goals. I think we'll see some goals in this game too. Florida and Carolina, Eric, these two teams have played each other twice this year. It's gone over the number. Both games went to overtime. We have Florida home dogs here, plus 102, 9 and 11 against the spread, 13, 4 and 3 on the year. Carolina. 13, 6, and 1 on the year. 8 and 12 against the spread, minus 118. Are you with me? Do you think we're going to see some goals? Are the Panthers legit? They look legit. Yeah, they look legit, man. And these are two uh, teams that I love to watch. Um, and when they play each other, it's really fun hockey. And it's fun because they're scoring. Uh, you know, the guys that, you know, are not, you know, main name brand. I mean, Huberto is He's a top five left winger in the league and like nobody, I mean, it's, it's just the, it's the curse of playing in Florida um, and then not being good, you know, since, you know, from before I can even remember, you know I mean? It's, it's crazy how long they've been not a competitive team. This team looks good though. The goaltending on both teams is, is up and down. So I like the over there. Um, But yeah, it's a super fun game to watch. Um, This is a good game for DFS as well, you know, getting these guys because they're going to score. I I believe that 100 percent this game. Yeah, I think we'll see some goals, too. So I am going to I don't know. It it is tough. Like, again, I'll circle back. But if I'm going to pick anything from this side, it would be six and a half. I'd lean with Carolina. I think they're slightly better, but. I do think the Florida, Florida, Florida's Florida Panthers. They look legit, man. And they're not yep. giving up a ton. I know we always pick on Bobrovsky. He's been a little bit better lately. But the five-on-five five numbers, they're just not giving up. I mean, 1.84 expected goals against per 60 minutes is the second-best mark in the league. Montreal 1, Colorado 3. Uh, your Preds are in their top five. But that is just expected goals, right? But overall, goals against, I mean, this is a team that – they're really not giving up a whole lot. They're in, you know, in the top 10 in, in goals against and Carolina too. So they would make you think that this would be an under that you wouldn't see a whole lot of offense, but I've, I watched the game the other night. I saw the first meeting and it looked that way, you know, there was slow starts, but then there was just a ton of goals in the second half of the game. I don't know if it opened up a bit, but Carolina just, I still like that second line quite a bit yeah. with Trocek and Natchez and, you know, need a rider and then Aho and Sveshnikov up top. And then you got Jordan Stahl. So I think, you know, you got five to six solid lines that can score. Hornquist is minus 155, two and a half shots. I like that one. I'm going to stay away from Sveshnikov. I'm actually, um, I think he's on my no shot list for now. I know he's been hit or miss, but I'd rather take Trocheck plus money 
Anito Niederreiter plus money. Get in on Dougie Hamilton plus money. I know that's three and a half, but I think my favorite one overall from this game would be uh, Hornquist. Matty, goals? For this game, I'm looking around. I, I love going back to Nino now, especially if they're going to give me 10 to 1 on Nino. The guy's putting the puck in the back of the net. And like you said, I'm off the Svechnikov wagon for right now for shots. Yeah. But I don't mind Svech over on prize picks. I think it's a sneaky play that you can get in on. Um, but, yeah, I think my favorite play out of all of this is Hornquist over two and a half shots because this guy can get the two and a half shots done just by parking his butt in front of the net and banging away twice. And you know Hornquist is not afraid of the front of the net. So Hornquist is a guy that I like here. But, uh, like you said, Trocek at plus money is very tempting. Yeah, I'm into him at plus money. I, I like that actually quite a bit. Um I'm looking at his first goal here, and he's 13 to one. Hornquist is 14 to one. Nino Ryder, Nino Nino Ryder, 14 to one. You know, Carter Verhage is still interesting to me because he's getting time on that top line. I mean, Huberto and Barkov are just they're they're so good together. And then you just put in Verhage in there at 15 to one, or you know, anytime goal plus 255. So I think we'll see some goals in this contest. Let's go over to Vegas and Minnesota. You're now you're wild. Labeled your Minnesota Wild. I better see a Wild jersey in here. I love those uh, those North Stars jerseys, man. They're they're freaking awesome. They look so cool. Somebody tweeted at at me and uh, the Griff Dog, Griff Dog DFS. Um, it was a I think a Dumba overtime goal, and they wore those retro jerseys. But the Kings were wearing those too, and I didn't notice at first. And I said, "Man, those jerseys are awesome." And then I think it was a Kings fan said, "Well, what ones do you like more?" I like them both. I like that Kings one too with the purple, but I like that North Star. Minnesota's won one, two, three, four, five, six straight hockey games. Eric, six straight games. So the teams that they played in there are a little suspect. Although the Kings were on a heck of a run before they ran into the Wild, and Minnesota went into Colorado and took care of them pretty easily, 6-2. Now they have Vegas here. I already jumped on Vegas. I know Minnesota's super hot, but anytime that I can get the Golden Knights at minus 139, I'm going to take them. They're always around minus 200. I got to think about them in parlays. I got to think about them on the puck line. Minus 139, I'm just taking them. Minnesota plus 120, 9-9 against the spread, 8-9 against the spread for Vegas. Vegas 12-4-1 and Minnesota 12-6-0. So this is going to be a really good game, 5.5 the total. I kind of lean under a little bit the way that Vegas plays. They don't give up a whole lot. We already talked about Minnesota not giving up a whole lot. You on your wild tonight? It makes it tough because I love Vegas too. Um, Love them uh, this year uh, in that division too. But I think it's because, you know, one, we thought, Everyone was going to beat up on Anaheim, which looks like that's kind of happening. Looks like everyone's going to beat up on San Jose. We thought that about LA as well, and probably Minnesota. And that doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, this is a, it's a really interesting division when you look at it now. Like LA is tough, uh, which I don't think anyone would have guessed that. Certainly not me. Um, I think I'm looking right now and it's saying Vegas negative 150. And I think I like that. I mean, like I like Minnesota, but I'm I'm not betting against right. the Golden Knights with those kind of odds. I think I'm going to do that right now, actually. <laughs> nice on the fly. Yeah, I, I again loving what Vegas or what Minnesota is doing here, but I really 
we know about, we're not breaking any news here. We like this Vegas team quite a bit. And Marc-Andre Fleury is, I don't know, he's right there in the, in the Vesna conversation, isn't he? He's been, he's been unbelievable. And I like this mix up too. Like Vegas went two games in a row where they lost to Colorado and they didn't generate a whole lot of offense and they're not scoring a ton. Like actually you look at just their last few games, the under has hit in seven straight games for Vegas. I think the under is the play here, considering how strong the goaltending is for them. And at the same side, how stingy Minnesota is and how strong their goaltending goaltending has looked. But I've really liked what Vegas did with their lines. They mixed them all up. Like William Carlson was quiet and now he's got three multi-point games in his past four. They, they took him away from Marcia. So and Riley Smith, and they got patch ready with Riley Smith. And then Cody glass is centering that line. So now all of a sudden they got, you know, three lines, right. With Alex Tuck was on that third line and they wasn't really generating a whole lot of offense. And they put him up front with Stevenson and Mark stone. And now I think that they have three lines. I think it hurts patch slightly because Riley Smith is the guy that's really struggling on that team. Like, I don't know what's going on with him and Marcia. So is not hitting the score sheet, but William Carlson has woke up a little bit. So I, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. I think this is an actual fade in DFS. I think people will look at Minnesota and how hot they've been. And you mentioned Kaprizov and Zuccarello has been great. And then you got all the star power that Vegas has. I think it's a bit of a fade in DFS, but I'm into, I'm into Vegas. Matt, are we crazy here? Should we ride out Minnesota? I feel like if Cam was here, he'd be telling us to ride the wild. That is legitimately what I was just thinking is what would Cam say? Um, I love how Minnesota's playing. I love that second it's a crazy line. way to go through life. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's 10 Oh eight. I don't have a Coke in front of me yet. <laughs> that man loves his Coca-Cola before noon. It's, it doesn't surprise me any anymore. You drink caffeine? Oh yeah. I couldn't tell. <laughs> but uh, for the Wild and Golden Knights, if you're going to give me the Golden Knights at this price, I'm going to take it. It almost doesn't matter who they're up against. The, if you're going to give me a team of this caliber at that price, I'm going to take a stab at it. And like you said, the over-under, it feels kind of trappy to me, so I'll stay away there. Um, and I'll just go back to the well with Pacioretty for my shot prop on this game. But yeah, give me the Golden Knights, but the Wild, I, I wouldn't even touch the puck line for the Golden Knights. I might play with it with the Wild, though. Yeah, I like it. I'm not into any shot props from this game. Um, Fiala minus 182, two and a half. It's it's okay. Maybe you can put that into parlays. I don't see Matt Zuccarello here. I'd maybe take the guy. Um, but yeah, I, I guess if there's one that you're going to take, it's going to be Patches. He shoots the puck a lot. Let's move over to... Let's do Vancouver, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Winnipeg. We have the Jets minus 132, Vancouver plus 115, 10 and 14 against the spread. The Jets 17 and three against the spread. I had them the other night after the coaching fire of the Canadians plus one. And then I just took them straight up the next night. And they, they probably should have lost. Honestly, um, they got outshot. Like the shot attempts five and five were 80 to 33. And they hardly touched the puck in the third period. Connor Hellebuck played really good, but now they get a Canucks team. That has lost 11 of 13 games, Eric. I know, like, back to Cam, we talked about Vancouver maybe being a bit unlucky, and maybe there's some games that they should win, but do we have a large enough sample size now to know that this team is fragile? They're they're brutal. They can't keep the puck out of their net. They got a lot of guys up front that can score. They got a lot of great players. But after that, their bottom six is not contributing enough. They're not doing enough and they're hemmed in their own zone. I rattled off all the numbers at the top of the show with the Sharks 5-5. Five and five. Vancouver is right there with them, and legitimately worse. 
probably because they play in a bit of a tougher division. I do feel like the North division is actually pretty good in terms of firepower, offensive firepower. The Canucks are playing some teams that have a lot of firepower where the Sharks maybe, you know, they get the Kings here and there in Arizona and Anaheim, but Vancouver's just, I can't get behind them. I like Winnipeg, Winnipeg. I'm in on them. I love the, I'd like the Dubois trade. He's now found a home on that top line. He looks really good with Shifley and Wheeler, like the second line with Connor and Ehlers and Stastny. You put Cop on the third line, and Jets look good to me. I'm, I'm not going to overthink this. Winnipeg minus 132, locking it in, Eric. I, uh, I just did the same, buddy. I just did the same. My Vancouver is a mess. They're, I mean, Ottawa's going to pass them. I know. Awesome. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, okay. It, you like the total six and a half, a little high. I think it's a, I think it's a little high. Oh, that seems a little high to me. I'm just, I'm just going with, um, Winnipeg. Just, to, to, just with Winnipeg. To win. Where do you yeah. think that, what line would you attack? I mean, we'll, we'll revisit DFS in a little bit, but Ehlers and Connor, even though they're playing together and I don't like to say locks and give out locks, but my goodness, they seem to be the first two I put in the shot tracker over at ftmbets.com every single time. Like Ehlers, both of these guys are averaging over three shots per game. What line yeah, would you I, attack? I mean, cause Shifley's basically a point per game on the year. I, I think that one, I mean, any for right now, I mean, watching the games like Kyle Connor, it just jumps off the screen, man. The guy can skate. He is just dogs the puck. I mean, shoots the, the puck a ton. He's doing stuff like his skating right now. It just, he seems on another level. Like, I think I've always liked him as a player, but right now he just seems in a different, a different place mentally uh, for who he is as a player. And his skating is unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I undersold Shifley. He's got 28 points in 20 games, obviously a point per game guy, but Ehlers has at least three shots in one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got 70 on the year. It's just, he just, again, I've said this before, so I don't want to just, I don't want to oversay this, but Connor's the trigger man on the first power play unit and Ehlers is the trigger man on the second power play unit. And you would think because they play together, they may not both get there with the shots, but because of Vancouver taking more penalties than anybody in the league, they're getting the power plays. And again, they can both get there being on second units and they are the trigger man. Like, I, I don't know how many times I've said it, but watching the Jets play this year, it's the same role. It's let's get the puck to Connor. He seems to be open in the bottom of the circle. Ehlers says the same thing as Matthews, maybe not as efficient, but he comes in on the back of the blue line and he gets the timing pass over from Pionk and he just, he rifles it. He's got the lane there. I've, I, I've seen it several times. It's a big reason why he's got 11 goals. So it's hard for me to, to back this Canucks team right now, I'm just not going to overthink it. I'm going to go with the Jets. And I think you can get involved with a lot of these guys for any time goals, Ehlers, Connor, Shifley, maybe two points could be pushing it. But um, those guys with the shot props, power play points, all that, all that good stuff. I think we'll, we'll see a lot of offense, maybe over Jets, three and a half goals. I think they probably score four. This next game is a little tough for me. I, I'm normally I would just come in here and I, I think I would pick the blues over the ducks minus 152 Anaheim plus 130. I don't really have a lot of respect for this Anaheim team. I like John Gibson and net I've been scoring a few goals lately. They hung around with Vegas the other night. I think they pushed them to overtime and then they had the three goal leads against Arizona and that they blew both of those games. Arizona came back and won, but this blues team is weird, man. Um, they just, I don't know what's going on with them. Maybe they're still adjusting with life without Petrangelo. They can score goals, but they're also giving up a ton as well. I, 
man, I feel like St. Louis is the play here. I could never put money on the Ducks. It's either I bet on St. Louis or I just stay away from them. Um, that game against the Sharks, I don't know if you watched that. It was highly entertaining. They were like, I think, six goals in the third period on 11 shots combined for both teams. What do you I think? Watch it. I'll say that Anaheim looks different than bringing uh, Zegris up. I mean, yeah. having a young player like that, that like, look, at, and he's just – obviously excited to play in the NHL. And, and I think having youth like that and a guy that, it, it, you know, we saw him in world junior this year was a difference maker. And he's looks like he's going to be a different maker for the ducks. Look, look at like, I don't think he's some crazy superstar, superstar player, but having a young energy like that uh, can mo- motivate a team. And he doesn't know that Anaheim's bad. I mean like that, I don't know how else to say it, but he He's excited he's playing in the NHL, and it shows that the team looks different. I'm not putting money on them to win, um, but if you're a person that likes uh, uh, a bit of a long shot, like I don't trust St. Louis at all right now, and that could be a way to to a sneaky bet, I think, you know, to Anaheim to win tonight. Matt, what do you think, man? Are we overthinking this with the Shark or with the Blues? Uh <sighs> I just want to watch this game, to be completely honest, and that's not me shying away. But since Zegers got called up, I've been a big Zegers guy since he's played in junior, and that shootout goal sold it that he belongs in the NHL. That was just pure filth. Um, I don't really like the Ducks at plus one and a half, and I think that's the only thing I'd go after here. The Blues, I mean, it's not a case where, hey, if you give me this team at this low of a number, I'll go and take them. They're just not at that caliber of the Golden Knights because right now with updated odds, Golden Knights to win and Blues to win are the exact same. So I'm just not going to go after that. I'll just sit back and relax. I'll maybe take a shot prop. Um, I might take Mike Hoffman anytime goal scorer because I think it's about time he gets back on his horse. He's looked good in the last few games too, so it's not that he's not producing. It's just he's getting a lot of bad bounces. Um, But other than that, this might be a stay away game for me. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I got St. Louis written down here, but I, they're not going to be in my uh, my big parlays. I may take them somewhere else, but let's move on to Colorado. And there's not a lot to say here. I'm I'm not in on the Sharks. I'm not picking the Sharks. I probably won't pick Colorado either on the money line. It's it's two stop. I mean, minus 190. That could be, by the time you're watching, could be up to 210, something like that. 6-12 and 12 against the spread for Colorado is interesting. 10-8 and eight against the spread. San Jose, 7-9-2 on the year. Colorado, 11-6-1. We said on Friday, Colorado was just going to, after that four-game set against Vegas, that it would be go time for the Avs, and and they took two games against Arizona. I think you could take them on the puck line, minus one and a half. This Sharks team is just brutal defensively in goal. Uh, They're missing hurdle. I know you mentioned Meyer, but they're still not getting a ton from him. They're basically a one-line team right now, and they just have have a lot of inexperienced players, especially in their bottom six. Um, So... It's, it's not for me. Um, Rantanen, two and a half, is a guy I always go to. He got it the other night, um, minus 150, two and a half. I like that one quite a bit. Just they're allowing so much, right, five on five. Okay. And if it's if they get a, into penalty trouble, it's just it's going to be bad news for them. Even like McKinnon here, three and a half minus 167. He put seven shots on goal in his last game. So I think, you know, that top line with Landeskog is going to be pretty good. And I think DFS, when we get into it, Burakovsky's got points in two straight. Nazem Kadri, you're going to want to think outside the box because everyone playing DFS is definitely going to look at that first line. But I think you want to try to get involved with some secondary pieces. 
Maybe it's Taves in the second power play unit. If Kale McCarr doesn't play, I think Taves is a guy you definitely want to lock in. He's going to be on that first power play unit and then Gerard and Bowen Byram on that second unit. But I think you need to get a little creative. I think we could see some goals from the Colorado side of things. Anything I'd leave out here, or maybe you're on the Sharks, Eric. Shark Tank? I am not. I am not on the Sharks. Um, For sure, the Sharks are uh, one of my weird, embarrassing bets to to make the Stanley Cup final at the start of the year. I thought a healthy Carlson. What is this? You and the long shots at the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, to me, I mean, okay, this is how I looked at it, is I'm normally not even much of a gambler when it comes to, like, long projections like that. Like, I mean, nobody really knows. But I feel this year, like, looking at the odds before the start of the year, no one really knew what was going to happen. Like we didn't know, you know, the shortened training camp, the, the, you know, training camp starts at a different time of year. Like these guys have normally played 30 or 40 games by now. So the, the rhythm is off, um, you know, no practice time, COVID, you know, no fans. For me, taking huge underdogs, this was the year to do it because anything could happen. That's why I bet on Ottawa. That's why I bet on Minnesota. That's why I bet on San Jose. Um, I think one of those is a really good bet in the Minnesota one right now. Uh, I There's not a single part of me that doesn't think that Minnesota could win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, I I mean, I don't hate that pick. I, no, I don't hate it at all. I, I'm not a fan of the Sharks one. But I, I agree with you, though. Heading into the year, I thought that the Sharks would compete, and they're still competing a bit. Carlson has been underwhelming, in my opinion. But yep. there's still, you know, the, in, last year they were without Meyer for a bit and Couture, and then, or they were without hurdle for a bit and Couture and then Meyer didn't, he he didn't look himself. So there's still some pieces there and Kane was in and out of the lineup too. So they can compete. It's just defensively. I just don't, I don't. And, and Eric Carlson may be one of those guys too. I don't know how long you can hang on to him. Right. I mean, let's just stream the defense position. If you're playing in hits and blocks, I mean, you can get a guy like Pesci, for example, who's just, doing more for you it's crazy to even think about that i would compare the two in fantasy it's a crazy sentence i know it's ridiculous i can't believe i said it. get brett pesci he's doing more than eric carlson feel sick but carlson's not doing anything no (laughs) right yeah he's not doing anything a buddy asked me three weeks ago when he went on ir do i just drop him it's like yeah "Yeah, you probably do and a new injury like everyone's like oh it's it's not the same injury how i don't know i mean as a person that's kind of an athlete having another injury that doesn't make things better now you're susceptible in in two two different situations so for me uh, i mean i'm not saying he's droppable but i'm thinking if i had him anywhere i'd probably drop him (laughs) yeah i think he's droppable uh all right final game here we have edmonton and toronto the oilers uh minus 109 11 and 12 against the spread 14 and 9 on the year this total six and a half the leafs minus 107 9 and 13 banged up a bit but still getting it done matthews didn't play the last game it was no problem william nylander is uh hitting the score sheet a ton lately especially recently and Tavares jumped up on that top line and when he did i took his shot prop at two and a half and i will take it again at two and a half if austin matthews doesn't play you guys are the leafs guys here um maddie any news on matthews is this guy gonna play he's got a, a little bit of a sore wrist he did take part in practice yesterday but he was with the extras and quote unquote did not take any hard shots that from mark masters no, from what I saw, he did play with the extras for a majority. He did play one shift with his usual line mates at practice and then went right back to the extras, so I wouldn't hold my breath there. Uh, you're absolutely right, though. If Tavares is there for two and a half and he's on that top line, I'm going to be putting that in a lot of shot prop parlays tonight. Yeah, that one might be my favorite one on the board if that's going to be the case. Um, what do you think, Eric, about this game? 
It's tough to call. I mean, I feel uh, uh, the the Leafs are are getting by without Matthews, you know, kind of banged up. Like I said, Jack Campbell at, at the start of the show is a good pickup. And I mean, obviously is a step up from Hutchison. Um, I, I think Leafs win this. I just, I don't trust Anaheim or uh, Edmonton. The defense, it's just puzzling that they still didn't do anything in the off season. I know that they're improved and they're coming on. Look, Connor McDavid is a stallion, dry still is a stallion, but I mean, I don't, I don't, the, how the numbers are set up on DraftKings and stuff. I, I don't think there's a good bet either way here. Mm, yeah. This is probably a stay away for me too. I, yep. uh, and if Matthews doesn't play, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to like the over six and a half and you know, Campbell's been pretty good. And even, even Mike Smith has been pretty good here and there as well. Um, he's had some, some decent games since he's been back. So um, it's probably a stay away for me, but I like the Tavares one quite a bit. And right now, I think you just jump on it right now. I think, you know, it's, it's tough to predict if guys are going to play or not. And even if Matthews does play, it's not the end of the world for, to, for you to have a Tavares over two and a half shots, but minus 155, I think if we get news that Matthews is not going to play in a couple hours, that, that's going to get up to, you know, crazy talk. So you just get involved now, I think. Um, I think we'll see a pushback, though, from the Oilers a bit, like maybe Nugent Hopkins um, or Barry. Those are some guys I usually like to get involved with rather than the three and a half. And Drysaddle is just uh, – sometimes he shoots the puck six, seven times. Other times – he just finishes with six assists and doesn't have any shots on goal. So he's just a weird guy to attack. Uh, okay. DraftKings. Let's start at center. McDavid, nine, two, Matthews, nine, McKinnon, eight, five, Drysdale, eight, or Drysdale, eight, three, Shifley, seven, seven, Barkov, six, nine, Tavares, six, seven, Couture, six, three, Shen, six, one, and then Riley, Aho, Pedersen, and around that five, seven mark. I think McKinnon off the top is the guy that you want. Just, uh, it's the guy that I want anyways, eight, five, the sharks. What do you think, Eric? I mean, that's where my money's going on top of the board, him and Shaq. Yeah, I, I like him too, but I think if Matthews doesn't play Tavares at that price there, I mean, I think if, if you grab him now, lock that lineup in and if Matthews plays, you can maybe pivot later in the day or, or have another lineup with somebody else. But, um, I probably lean McKinnon here too, but Tavares at that price is pretty interesting, especially if Matthews doesn't play and he plays on the top line again. Yeah, I think you just spin up at center. I think you you spend the dough on McKinnon or Shifley. I think if you're playing multiple lineups, you know, Tavares definitely at six seven is a is a good price. Uh, I think you know you get involved with this Carolina and Florida game. Trocheck five six. He's just a guy that I like a lot. Like thirteen point one DraftKings points per game. That is in the top seven. He's right there with Shifley, Barkoff, Drysaddle's at 14.7, but he's not priced like those guys. You have to scroll yeah. down the list to see Trocek's pricing. He's outside the top 10, but yet he's inside the top six or seven in fantasy points per game. I don't think it's a fluke what he's doing. He's a very good player. He's a two-way player. He's got 10 goals and 17 points. He logs roughly right around 20 minutes. Like he's a guy that plays in all situations. He's playing penalty kill. He's taking key face-offs and he's on the first power play unit. So, I mean, I'd like him quite a bit, man. He's just a guy that he doesn't really disappoint too often. I think he's a guy that you can play in cash too, because even when he's not in the score sheet, if he's not getting the goals, sometimes he falls into an assist, but usually putting three to five shots on net too. So he's not giving you uh, the zeros and then Stassi down the line, 
will save you a little bit of cash. He's 4-2, again, against Vancouver, and he's got those two snipers on his line as well. I will talk just quickly about Mikhail Backlund, 4-5. I like where he's slotted in the line. Um, last time, I believe it was with Mangiapane and Kachuk. That's pretty good trio right now. 4-5 is a pretty good spot for him, and I think we could see some goals in that in that Calgary and Ottawa game over at the wing seven, nine Marner up at the top patch ready seven, six. Those are two guys that I'm actually going to fade. Um, I'm, you know, as much as we talked about Tavares in that top line, I'm not really into, into Marner. And then I think, you know, the unders probably the play in Vegas and Minnesota. So patch ready seven, six, not so much. Nugent Hopkins, seven, four Ehlers, seven check Matthew Kachuk six, nine, like him as well. Brady Kachuk six, eight. I also like him, but I think the guys that stand out to me as we continue down the list, Randon, Perron, Lindholm, Connor, Wheeler, I like the Jets. I like the Jets with Ehler and Connor, and I like Colorado with Randon and McKinnon. Like those are my two, probably my two favorite duo stacks on the board altogether. What do you think for Wing? Yeah, the the hard to go wrong with Ellers and Connor. I mean, that's the and how they're playing right now. Um, I think that's probably would be my first choice. Uh, so yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's. I mean, they're just. I trust Winnipeg, like you're saying. I trust them right now to to produce, and uh, I like how they're playing right now. Both those guys. Landeskog is five two. I normally would talk about Zuccarello, but you guys know that just the matchup. Uh, Hoffman, good call by you, Maddie. I think Hoffman is a sneaky little play at five six. I, I and I think it's always contrarian to play against Gibson. Everyone wants Gibson. They take the salary relief. They know he's a good goalie. He's been shelled a couple times. I mean, his defense yeah. doesn't help him out all that often. So to have a couple players here and there in tournaments like bigger fields against Gibson going against the grain, I think is, is an interesting play. Landeskog five, two, he's just too cheap. I don't get it. I know he missed some time and games were postponed, but I mean, five, two is, is too cheap of a price for him. William Nylander is hot. He's four, nine on DraftKings. He's got three goals in his past two games. He's got eight goals, 17 points in the year. He's fine. I don't understand the price. Um, Dubois, same thing. Don't get the price Four seven. Dubois now in three games in the top line has got three goals and five points, getting a ton of ice time. Going down the list, I'm looking for values. I got a couple. It's just really I had Landeskog, Dubois, and William Nylander written down as his values. But Drake Batherson, we talked about him off the top. He's three nine. Stutzla is three seven. So it's in, you know you can get involved with uh, some pieces there. Joe Thornton three six. Vertrano is probably that sneaky little play that I don't think a lot of people will play him. He's on that second mm-hmm. line now. Three six. You know, you and I have talked about him before. He's a yeah. decent fantasy guy. You know, even when he's not, and when he's given a, an opportunity in the top six, it's people start to talk about him. But he shoots a lot, and he throws his body around a lot too. But now he's getting that opportunity. Like he played 18 minutes in his last game, it was by far a season high for him. He had a goal. He's got goals in back-to-back games. He has at least three shots in four straight games, and at least two shots in seven straight games. No, two shots doesn't seem like great. But he is now in the top six and getting an opportunity. So I think he's a maybe a sneaky little play for a game that, you know, we could see some goals. We could see the total there. I, again, with Colorado on the board against San Jose, this is where I think you get a little unique with your lineups. Yurikoski's 3-5, Sod is 3-4, and Donskoy is 3-1. So that, to me, 
uh, is how you get unique tonight with Colorado defense Burns six, eight Hamilton, six, five, Barry, six, four nurse kind of quietly, at least six, three Petrangelo, six, two Theodore, six, one Giordano, six Makar is actually already ruled out. Okay. Interesting. Didn't see that. So he is, he's out for the remainder of the road trip for Colorado. So Taves, Bone Byram, Gerard, um, Shabbat's five, eight Martinez is five, seven Krug, five, six, Morgan Riley, 5'5". Five, five. What are you doing at – and then Taves is 5'4". What are you doing at defense? Uh, Burst has actually been one of those players that's super sneaky, man. Like, yeah. And he's scoring. I mean, like he, he's he's getting assists. He's putting up points. He's playing a ton of minutes. Uh, he's important for Edmonton. Um, I, that might be the guy I, I kind of look at to start with. Maybe uh, you're you're doing a stack of maybe it's – you know, McDavid, uh, Pooley, RV and, and nurse. And you, then you build your team around that, that three. I, I, I mean, I like that. I'm not afraid of the Maple Leafs defending or their, their goaltending. Um, and I like, look at Jack Campbell is an improvement from Hutchison, but that's not saying a whole lot. Edmonton has been hot and, uh, that, that would be a really good way to start a lineup. I think. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, a couple defensemen I'll throw at you guys. I like, because I like the jets, I like Pionk and then I like Morrissey. Pionk fits in better if you're going to go with Stastny and Ehlers and because he's on the man on the second power play unit, but even still, he's just a stud. He puts a lot of pucks on that. Morrissey's been quiet lately, but he still gets a ton of ice time and he's on that first power play unit as well. He can get there with the shots and the block bonus. If you want Pesci, we mentioned um, again, just valuable Gerard, and Quinn Hughes, I always feel like Quinn Hughes is just, uh, he's just underpriced. I know he just seems to get assists and not the goals, but for his price point, he, he you know, he flirts with double digit points almost every single time he touches the ice. So that's where I would go for, for defense. You know, sometimes I'm in on Mike Riley if there's no Shabbat, but Shabbat does look like he's good to go. I know he's been in and out of the lineup recently. So my stacks really at Colorado get unique with that second line, but definitely if you're going to play some cash, uh, I think you want to have some exposure to Randon and Nate McKinnon, and then maybe Taves in there. And then Winnipeg, I like Winnipeg and I like that Carolina and Florida game quite a bit. And then there's, if there is a fourth, it's Calgary and Ottawa. Don't shy away from the sense. There's, there's value there to be had with Stutzla and with Drake Batherson in net. Grubauer, if you can get there, I don't like to spend up, but he's 8-4. Riddick is not for me, 8-3. Hellebuck, 8-2. Don't mind it. It's not, it's, it's okay. Uh, Flurry, 8-1. I like that one. I like you're saving a little bit of cash, but uh, still going to try to, you know, save a bit. Bennington, did you see Bennington the other night when he got pulled? He almost took him Carlson, and then he went at Dubnik. It was super weird. He was, he was a hothead, Jordan Bennington. Uh, he is 8K against Anaheim. I don't like that one. I, I think the Blues will win, but will the Ducks do enough if he lets in one or two goals and he's just not going to return value for you? Uh, you could maybe go against the grain here with, with Mike Smith at 7-8. Uh, let's see. What is Campbell's price? 7-9? You like Campbell, don't you? Yeah, I think that's probably where I lean. That's, I feel like that's a, a good bet for, for that price for a win. Um, the guys love him. And I, I mean, look, at, like I know it's narrative street and stuff, but when players like a goaltender or a backup goaltender like that, they, they just play better. I mean, that that's a belief of mine. There's, I have no numbers to back that up, but um, that that's, that's where I would, I'd go tonight, Campbell. Yeah. I think like if you're playing cash or whatever, like Grubauer, if you know, it's tough to, you can get maybe a balanced lineup in there with some of the value, but Grubauer, you know, 
maybe don't shy away from this Minnesota and Vegas game. We both think it's going to be underscoring. We, we, we like the defense there. We like the goalies. Flurry 8-1 is a discount. Like he's usually yeah, 4 8 5 And then Kakinen 7-4 or Talbot 7-4. These guys are they've been fine so far this year. I know it may seem a little risky going against Vegas, but I think it's okay. Uh, I, and I do believe Campbell is a good one as well. I suggested Matt Murray the other day, and I actually suggested him a couple times. One game he was great. He had 22 points, and the other game he had negative two. So that's what you're rolling with when you go with Matt Murray. He's a tournament play only, but he'll save you a ton of cash. He's seven one. Maddie, anything there from we didn't that we didn't get to in the DFS world? No, you guys nailed it all. Every lineup I construct tonight will be just based around Nathan McKinnon and Kyle Connor. Those are the two guys that are just going to be staples in each lineup. And then I'll plug and play around it. I really liked your Morrissey call. I didn't think about Morrissey, but I think he's a good way to be a little different and get a piece of that Jets team. Yeah, he's and he's, you know, 4-2 is not a bad price for him. I know he's been quiet lately. I think people will just look at the back of the hockey card and be like, zero points in four games. No, thanks. Not going to do it. But he does have eight shots over that span. He's got seven blocks in his last three, too. So maybe a couple bonuses. It's possible. This Vancouver team is real bad. And they take a lot of penalties. That's the thing I think you got to look at when you're playing DFS. You look at power plays, look at teams that are taking penalties, and then just attack those power plays. And I think you just get a piece of that Jets power play. And, you know, if they pot a couple, we'll be loving it. All right. You got a recap from Friday. I think Friday was maybe a bounce back. Yeah, you thought Friday was bad, but you know what? Friday was okay. 50%. uh, You missed Boston. We talked about that before the show. You got Colorado. You got Minnesota. You missed the over-under in the Colorado game. But other than that, the games you were most confident in, you loved the mini game, and you nailed that. And you were super on board with Colorado, and you nailed that. Boston, it was kind of a flip-floppy kind of show. Yeah, what was up the Bruins? They got spanked twice in a row. They bounced back yesterday. I put two units on them yesterday. I'm like, there's no way they're losing to the Rangers again. But uh, yeah, it was weird. They got crushed by the Islanders and then crushed by the Rangers. Today, I like Vegas, Winnipeg. I'm going to put the Blues on there. My goodness. Vegas, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Colorado by two. And I like the over in Calgary. So I'm not going to give a ton of picks, but those are the those are the five right there. Calgary over, Calgary and Ottawa over, Vegas, Winnipeg, St. Louis, and then Colorado by two. Um, honestly, if there was an upset, it, and it doesn't even feel like it would be one, it would be the, the Oilers for me. But it's a game that I'll stay away from the shot props. Ehlers, Connor, those are my guys. I put them in all the time. Matthew Kachuk, Rantanen, those are my four. I love those four. I think you can mix and match parlays, two or go all four, or just singles. I think they're fine as singles. Tavares as well, I like quite a bit. Stutzla, and then Hornquist. So those are the shot props. Um, no unders, just overs. Eric, final words? No, man, I, I feel pretty good about what we went through here. Uh, I know I brought up uh, Alex Daylock, and look, I understand that they put him on waivers, but I'm just saying he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Um, was really good before he got hurt last year. He was. Um, and we'll see what happens with Minnesota. But man, the season's been awesome. I still don't know what's going on, but kind of like it. Mm, I like it too. All right. Promo code me, promo code Mayo, whatever you want. Check out prizepicks.com. Check out the link in the description. We got the over on Brady Kachuk and Nate McKenna, but there's several different options. And later on in the day, they'll have shot props over there and over-unders on goalie saves as well. So, 
from Eric Young, myself, Chris Meany. Shout out to Matthew Best as well for getting it all done for us. Good luck on the ice. We'll catch you later. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.